0: This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. And you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. Pierce. Very Tatum drives down and throws it down. This is my MC's. the young guy me? What's up? What's up? How we doing? How we doing? And welcome to episode one eighty two. Episode one eighty two of the Banner Banter podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you've had a great weekend so far. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter eighteen or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz. Be Fit, The Hobby, Drinks After Work, Eat the Damn Cake, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Burn Toast, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Music You're Missing, A Chance to Strive, Rambling with the Purpose, and so many other great podcasts. And if you're into sports cards, don't forget you can check out Big Night Breaks um, every single weeknight, sometimes on Saturdays, whatnot, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. You can always go down to the Card Vault down at Patriot Place uh, down in Foxborough, Massachusetts if you want to go buy some cards in person. They just announced they're opening up a new store down at Foxwoods Resort and Casino, uh in July of twenty twenty two, so that'll be really cool to check out. You can always win free tickets through the Big Night Media Instagram page at Big Night Media through Timmy Ticket Tuesday if you want to come down to Big Night Live and check out some concerts and you can get your Banner Bancher podcast merchandise at bignightshop.com. Okay, great. Uh yeah, so how we doing um Celtics lose one hundred seven to ninety seven in game four the series is now two two. Uh sorry I didn't release a podcast uh yesterday. I know I usually do the morning after I was just in no state of mind to talk about the game. I was very angry, sad, um, had to work, all that stuff. So my apologies. But hey, here we are, 12 p.m. again, another afternoon delight edition of the Banner Bench Podcast, episode 172. Game five is tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Um, if you don't have anywhere to watch the game, um, you know, if your wife and kids are scared of how you act during Celtics playoff games, come on down to Big Night Live at uh, Studio B at Big Night Live, come on down, tickets are 20 bucks. you can uh, buy your tickets right now uh, on Ticketmaster.com, it's a 21 plus event, uh, food from Guy Fieri's Tequila Cochina, 20 foot LED TV screen, some other smaller TVs in the area, full bar, come on down, great atmosphere, we've sold out every single one so far, I think you'll enjoy it, and yeah, um, that's that. So, this is going to be uh, what I would l- call a or maybe my therapist would call it a bipolar episode. We're going to start positive and And um, I, I have a couple things listed for positivity. And then I am just going to take a deep breath, maybe drink some fine overachieving H2O, aka Ascentia, and then spiral. Just whatever is in my head right now. I have nothing written down for the spiral. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, hopefully, it doesn't scare anyone. And if it does, I'm fine. Okay. Thanks. So let's, so let's rise up your positivity on this Sunday morning. You know, let's rise up like you're going to church or something. Okay. So here we go. The positivity, where can it come from after that horrific fourth quarter? Uh, Number one, uh, the Celtics haven't lost back-to-back games in the playoffs so far right? Uh, number two, the Celtics are eight and three on the road in the playoffs. Number three, they've already won one game at the Chase Center. Uh, number four, Jason Tatum hasn't had a classic Jason Tatum, um, a first team all NBA performance like he did against Milwaukee and Miami. So that kind of makes you feel a little bit better. Number five, the Celtics are averaging over 26 assists a game in the series. You know how that makes me feel. Very, very good. Um, what else? Oh, number six, the Celtics have lost the last two third quarters by eight points and six points aka were improving because at first it was like 912 and then 416 and now it's eight and six so those are big strides number seven peyton perchard is only shooting 33 percent from three in this series so if you ask me he's due um what else oh number eight listen the fourth quarter sucked don't spiral yet tim The fourth quarter sucked, but with four minutes to go, the Celtics were only down one point after Steph Curry put on one of the best NBA final performances that we've seen in a long time. So they were literally only four minutes away from beating Steph Curry after Steph Curry basically blacked out. Okay. I know that is a stretch. I know. I bet you I have a couple of my friends that are dying laughing right now being like, oh my God, he's really trying to be fake positive, but it's true. Okay? I'm strict but fair. Number nine, um, they like it when things are tough. I I really, truly believe that. I know they're going to say, no, that's not us. We don't. Of course we won't. No, I think you like it tough. I think deep down inside they get a little tingly feeling inside them when Ime yells at them. So I I, I think this was a good opportunity for them to get yelled at. And number ten, Rob Williams gets a couple days off where game three and game four, he only got one day off and that's all I got for positivity. So, I'm going to open up my bottle of Essentia. close the bottle back, and now we're going to spiral. So let's talk <clears throat> about something that really fucking pissed me off from game four, shall we? Shall we? The Celtics got destroyed by Andrew Wiggins, okay? Andrew Wiggins. I understand he is a former first-round NBA pick. Actually, the number one overall pick in the NBA. Andrew Wiggins was all over the place. Andrew Wiggins is one of the main reasons why Jason Tatum is only shooting like 34% from the field, which is the lowest in NBA Finals history for a player that averages 20 shots or more. So that's not good. But the real, real, real reason I am angry... It's not about his 17 points because that's like what he averages. It's And because he also did it in 17 shots, so it's really like a wash. He's only getting like one point for every shot he takes. That's not a big fucking deal. But it's the fact that Andrew Wiggins got 16 fucking rebounds. 16 rebounds. That is the total for Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Al Horford combined. 16 rebounds. And not to mention, Steph Curry also had 10 rebounds. So the two of them combined got 26 rebounds. the Warriors as a team, 55 rebounds. So if you want to do some math at home, some simple base basic math, that is literally almost half of the Warriors rebounds were from Andrew Wiggins and Steph Curry. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, what did I beg and plea for in episode 181? I said, the way that you rebounded the ball in game three is how you're going to have to rebound the ball in game four. And clearly, it was going to be a focal point for the Warriors because the Warriors got destroyed on the rebound. Uh, um, yeah, the rebounding side of the ball. So, like, you knew that they were going to come out rebounding. Well... And you had to limit their offensive rebounds, but nope. Guess what you did instead? You allowed them to get the most offensive rebounds they have in the entire fucking series. Listen, this is unbelievable to me. Okay. So I, if I remember reading it correctly, oh my God, I'm so angry right now. Um, I didn't want to rethink about the game, but here we are. (sighs) Okay. So I think the Warriors got 19 second chance points and 8 of them were in the 4th quarter. The Celtics only scored 6 fucking points in the final 7 minutes and 32 seconds of the 4th quarter. So, let's think about that. The Warriors missed 2 or 3 or 4 shots in the 4th quarter, were able to get offensive rebounds, and scored 8 points. The Celtics, in the final 7 minutes and 32 seconds of a quarter, only scored 6 points. So, like, it's just unbelievable. The Warriors got more second-chance points. Uh, it's... Oh. And, he, like, if I remember correctly, going into this game, the Warriors, in three games, got 24 offensive rebounds. So, again, easy math, 3 times 8, 24. 8 plus 8, 16, plus another 8, 24. And then in this game, they got 16 That's also the amount of rebounds that Andrew Wiggins has. Jesus Christ. But to me, that's about effort. And I don't care if Rob is hurt because guess what? The guy that was hurt had 12 rebounds. And there were four other guys on the court. Al Horford, six rebounds. Fine. I mean, Jason Tatum got 11. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. But Marcus has to get involved, Derek White has to get involved, Jalen Brown has to get involved, Al Horford has to get involved, Peyton Pritchett has to get involved. I mean, Steph Curry's what, 6'4", 6'3", 6'5"? I don't know. I don't care. Steph Curry shouldn't be getting 10 rebounds. Steph Curry shouldn't be getting more rebounds than Jalen Brown and Al Horford. It shouldn't be a fucking thing. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Like, you cannot give the Warriors other opportunities and get Like, here's the thing, Jordan Poole, the way he shoots his shot, like Steph Curry, his shots are like, it's like reading, reading rainbow. It's beautiful. Like, it just goes up in the air, and you're like, wow, look at that ball. It's going to eventually land in the basket. Jordan Poole's three-point shot's like, phew, they're like freaking missiles. And so when he misses a three, it's going to fly off the rim, and it will probably land in fucking, like, I don't know, North Adams, Massachusetts. But you also have to be prepared for that. Like, Steph Curry's threes are going to be, like, nice and soft, off the rim, high bounces, box out, time the jump, grab the basketball. You're the bigger team in this series. You shouldn't allow 16 offensive rebounds. You shouldn't do it. But you know what? We're going to move on. We're going to move because I could literally talk about this rebounding thing forever. But let's talk about the final 7 minutes and 32 seconds of this basketball game, okay? I'm going to pull up my phone because I took a screenshot of it because it, it's unbelievable. So Rob Williams comes out of the game and the Warriors go on a 17-6 to run. Ugh. And then Rob Williams comes back in. Celtics go on a 10-4-1. Bravo. Way to respond. Proud of you. Y'all you deserve a hug. Then Jalen Brown makes a layup with 7 minutes and 32 seconds to go. By the way, quick talk about Jalen Brown real quick there was a possession where the Celtics were up five or six to start that fourth quarter Jalen Brown there was a long rebound Celtics got it thank god they pushed up to Jalen Brown it was one on three Jalen Brown went and attacked the rim missed the fucking layup read the room read the fucking room dribble it out for fuck's sake anyways so Jalen Brown makes a layup with 732 to go Celtics are now up four Marcus Smart flops Gets a call, goes to the free throw line, hits the free throw. Celtics are up five. And then this is what happened. Tatum misses a three. Tatum misses a layup. Marcus Smart gets a uh, shot blocked. Then Tatum got the rebound and then passed out to Smart for that insane buzzer beater three-pointer, right? So you're like, okay, that's momentum. Garden's going ballistic. Ballistic. It was probably the loudest it was all night. Because I'll tell you this right now. The crowd for Game Three thousand times better than the crowd in Game 4 at TD Garden. It was night and day. It was borderline embarrassing for an NBA Finals game in Boston. Then, Jalen Brown misses a jumper. Jalen Brown misses a jumper. Steph hits a floater. Celtics are down three. E-may calls a timeout. Then the Celtics missed five, five. One, two, three, four, five. Five three-pointers in a row. Figure it out. The shots aren't falling. Get closer to the rim. Try and go to the free throw line. The Warriors were at four. Four fouls with 7.32 to go. Which means one more, you're in the bonus. The rest of the fucking way. Make it difficult for the Warriors. Hal Horford, like literally five straight possessions with a three-pointer. Not one, not two, but five fucking straight possessions with a missed three-pointer. Horford finally hit a three with 92 seconds left. Jalen turnover. Derek White misses a three. That's it. That was the game. Like, what in the flying fuck? That cannot happen. That's December Celtics. We don't like December Celtics. Bye, Felicia. Go the fuck away. And here's the thing. You know what the worst part about that run was by the Warriors to end that game? Draymond Green was on the bench. If the Warriors have figured out a way to beat the Celtics without Draymond Green playing. That is not a good fucking look. Draymond Green is one of the better defenders in the league. Yes, I know he sucks at offense. We all know it. He was one of a 1,000 in Game 3 and one of 2,000 in Game 4. But I'm pretty sure he had like eight rebounds, nine assists. So he is reasonable on the offensive end. Getting other guys involved, setting good screens, all of that. But Draymond Green, we all know, is known for his defense. He's a very good defender. So if the Celtics can't score the fucking basketball without Draymond Green on the floor, that's a real problem. And one last thing, one last spiral thing, because I feel like I am going down a real dark hole and I, I need to step away. Jason Tatum is only shooting 25% from inside the three-point line in this series. That's right. Layups, elbow jumpers, fadeaways, dribble step backs, anything inside the three-point line He's only shooting 27%. Inside the paint, he's shooting 25%. Now, for those of you at home, if Jason Tatum takes four layups, he's missing three and only making one of them. And listen, I know um, that stinger he got in his shoulder is still hurting him. And I get it. And I appreciate him fighting through it. But you need to make some layups. Because when Jason Tatum starts making layups, he sees the ball go in the net. And then that's a problem for the other team. And he will get into a rhythm. He really and truly will. Okay, enough spiraling. So, game five. Tomorrow night, TD Garden. Uh, You know, I'm releasing this episode at 12 o'clock, so we're about 33 hours away. 33, Larry Bird. Hey, another positive thing. (laughs) So, how can the Celtics win game five? Five things come to my mind. All of them are probably wrong, but who the fuck cares at this point? It's the NBA Finals and the Celtics need to win because I cannot go into game six at TD Garden. And see another team win a championship. That will crush me. Anyways, number one. And to me, this is the most important thing here. Steph Curry is going to do his thing. Like, I don't care how the Celtics change their defense. Steph Curry is going to get his. Is he due for an off night? Yeah, 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 he is. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later and not like next season. But he's due for an off night. Steph Curry is one of the best players to ever do it. He's the best shooter I've ever seen in my life. I've always been a Ray Allen guy. I think Ray Allen has the best jump shot I've ever seen. But he, Steph is the best shooter. It's insane what he can do. Steph Curry had 43 points in game four. Jalen and Jason combined had 44. Not good. Not good enough. Jalen and Jason need to have the best games of their careers to date. Those two have to play out, like outplay Steph Curry a lot. And here's why. The Celtics survived a very good game from Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. So, and they won. That was Game Three, but the two, the two of them have to outscore Steph Curry by more than one point, by like a lot. And they can do that, which brings me up to my second point: by hitting your motherfucking free throws. Holy shit! If you take away Derek White in Game Four, who went five of five from three from the free throw line, thanks for showing up because Derek White knows how to get to the free throw line. The Celtics, as a team, shot 9 of 15 from the free throw line. Imagine having six extra points in that fourth quarter. Hell, I'll even say you missed two of them. Imagine having four extra points in that fourth quarter. (laughs) That would have been fun, huh? Yeah. Anyways, number three. Looney cannot beat you. Looney is going to have another big game. I feel it and am. I'm already angry about it, okay? Looney loves to rebound. Looney was a plus 21 in game four. Steve Kerr changed the starting lineup, put Otto Porter into the mix, and Looney came off the bench and still had double-digit rebounds and was a plus twenty-one. A plus twenty-one in this game. He loves to rebound. So the Celtics have to do the same thing. And rebounding is all about effort and energy. The Celtics have to win the battle of the boards. Number four, driving kick, driving kick, driving kick, driving kick. The Celtics have to attack the rim. The Celtics have to attack the rim. And if it's not there, kick it out. But when you do it, don't be cute. Throw the ball with some fucking force. Also, the Warriors know when Tatum gets to the elbow, they know that he loves that opposite corner pass to whether it's number 12, DW9. By the way, number 12 stinks. Anyways, they know that that's going to happen. Tatum's three or four turnovers in this game, whatever it was, it seemed like a thousand. I bet you half of them were just because he got to the elbow said, fuck, I have nowhere else to go, and threw it into that corner. And they picked it off every single time. So the Warriors know you're going to do that. Which also means, but from the Celtics' side, if you know that the Warriors know that Tatum is going to throw that ball, somebody move. You, like, you just don't have to stand in the corner. Move. Move. Backdoor cuts. Like, do something by
1: just...
0: I'm getting so angry. All right, number five. Finally, we're, we're going to bring the positivity back here, okay? Play your game. Play, play your game. Play how well you've played to get here. You're here for a reason. Taking seven three-pointers to close out a game in the fourth quarter at home is not Celtics basketball, or at least not this season. Maybe last season, but not this season. You made it tough for yourself. It's how you wanted it. Whether you want to admit it or not, I, I know a lot of people who are just after the game. The Celtics were like, oh, we don't want to make it hard for ourselves. Eh, yeah, that's debatable. I think you do. Play your game. Don't worry about them. Worry about yourselves. Because if you ask me, you've won two games for being you. And you've lost two games for not being you. The Warriors didn't beat you in two games. You beat yourselves in two games. So play Boston Celtics 2021-2022 season basketball from after the All-Star break until April. Okay, thanks so much. Episode 183 will be out Tuesday morning, whether the Celtics win or lose. Come on down to Studio B tomorrow night at Big Night Live, 21 plus event. Tickets are $20. bucks. it will be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll talk then. You can find me on the Twitter machine at BannerBancher18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. That's it. Have a great day. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.